0: In the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear saints, today uh, Jesus tells us a parable about a Pharisee and a tax collector. And this is one of the most, uh, one of the better known parables in the scriptures. And there's uh, a lot that can be drawn from this text alone. Uh, But I'm going to focus on and make only three points in this sermon today about the uh, parable you heard. So I will uh, get into it. The first is this. Not everyone goes to heaven. Uh, that's it. Uh, I know it seems basic and simple, and I know you might think, uh, wow, pastor, I came all this way to church, and you make that point? <laughs> or all those years of seminary led you to that only? No. But uh, th- the point is not to gloss over that point fact, that part in the text that we oftentimes just skip by. Uh, Those last words in the parable are very serious. Jesus said, this man, he's talking about the the text, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Now, there aren't a lot of options here. You're either justified or you're condemned. So when he says rather than the other, he's saying that other man is not in fact, he is condemned. This one is justified. That one isn't. It's very black and white. And, and they are polar opposites here. Uh, th- there's no middle ground. It's uh, heaven or hell, saved or damned. Now, this is something you already know. And yet, it is something that you still need to hear. <clears throat> and you need to hear it often. That not everyone goes to heaven. Some people go to hell. In fact, it's not even that some people go to hell, but many, the majority of people go to hell and few go to heaven. Wide is the gate, Jesus says, and broad is the way that leads to destruction and many enter through it. Because small, for small is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. And only a few find it. It's in Matthew 7. And the reason you need to hear this often in church is because you're so often hearing the opposite out in the world. Ask ask anybody who's been to a funeral and almost universally everyone is going to say that their loved one is still in heaven or still living or something. In fact, I can't even remember one funeral service that I have ever been to, a memorial service or a celebration of life service from anybody, friends, family, in Hollywood, whatever, that doesn't assert and doesn't say, well, he's in a better place now. That's the conclusion of every single funeral service, uh, at least that I've heard of. Now, the, the, the truth is that's not always the case. Many, some, in fact, many are in a worse place. And yet virtually every single eulogy and funeral sermon outside of the church concludes somehow that the world deceives themselves. Look, they're, they, they're in heaven now. They, they were good enough. They were a nice person. And now he's looking down on us. It, it's almost as if the world, get this, it's almost as if the world doesn't believe in sin or hell or damnation. Uh, They don't. They don't believe that. Um, Now, I readily admit that I don't like thinking or talking about this either. Uh, It is frightening. But I preach about it because this isn't my church and it's not your church. It is God's. And if the Lord talks about it, then we do too. We listen to him. We listen to the things he says, no matter how difficult it might be. Now, uh, by the way, regarding hell, this is just a a footnote. We should not joke about it. Uh, We we shouldn't make light of it or say things like, what the hell? Or tell people to go there or uh, 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 say that something should be damned or this or that. Hell, The reason is because hell is an actual place where actual people go. It's horrible. It's a very horrible thing. So it is nothing to joke about it. So anyway, that is the first point. Not everyone goes to heaven. Now, <clears throat> the question that follows then, okay, well then what's the difference? Why do some go to heaven and why do some go to hell? Is it good people that go to heaven and the bad ones that go to hell? How good is good enough? How bad is bad enough? And what's the dividing line? Okay, well the answer to that question or those questions is my second point. And the thing that leads to hell is not a certain amount of sin. Or wickedness. It's not an amount of sin or wickedness. The thing that leads to hell is the belief that you can save yourself. It is the rejection of Jesus and the depending upon yourself. And that's it. I've noticed uh, that many Christians, and that is kind of the trend, to just brush this difference aside and say something like, well, some people rely on their good works to save them. They think that it's contributing to their salvation. It's not that bad. I don't know all the doctrine and theology stuff really well. But the, what, what is the problem if somebody thinks that being a really good person, responsible and loving, what's the problem with that if they think by doing those good things they're going to be received into heaven? Right? Well, that, there's no loss there, right? Uh, well, let me say this. Trusting in... The, the difference is massive. Uh, it's trusting in yourself versus trusting in Jesus. And that is not a minor difference. It is not just a matter of a different opinion. It is a different religion. Altogether. Entirely. This is what Jesus is talking about in the parable. The Pharisee looked to where? To himself. For the assurance of salvation. In fact, the trusting of yourself... Is the basis, the very found, the bedrock, the foundation of every other religion in the world. They all, it is to look to yourself. Buddhism is about you reaching enlightenment and nirvana by by some way, by your meditation, by your works. Judaism is... Simply a long list of things you should and should not do all life long in order to be saved with the hope to be saved. Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses are religions that teach you to work your way to paradise, to Godhood. Islam is religion about submitting and giving and even sacrificing your own body yourself to God. And in direct opposition to all of this, All of these false religions stands the one true religion that was before all other ones. The Christian religion, which plants your salvation, not in yourself or not what you have done for God, but in what he has done for you. In this one true religion, you hear something the world could never say or even dream of or even dare to think of. That salvation is the free gift of God for all who believe. Every other religion focuses on how you are to ascend to God. But this religion tells you of the God who descended to you. Who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven. And was made man. Who laid himself in a filthy manger on a cross in a tomb for your sake. Every other religion tells you what you need to give up and what you need to do to sacrifice to your God. But this religion, the Christian religion, is the only one that tells you of the God who gave up everything and sacrificed himself for you. And that is the difference. It is the matter of life and death, a justification or condemnation. So saying, look, well, I'm a good person or that he was a good person and thinking that That is why you or that other person is going to be in heaven is not Christian whatsoever. Not in the slightest bit. Relying upon yourself and your works and your own heart, your motivation upon what you do and don't do, it only leads to condemnation. It is faith alone in the merits of Jesus, in the forgiveness of sins. It is relying upon and trusting upon the righteousness of of Jesus, That and that alone leads to salvation. Uh, just a few verses here. Romans chapter 3 verse 20 says, By deeds of the law, no flesh shall be justified in his sight. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, He has saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but by his own purpose and by the grace he granted us in Christ Jesus before time began. Again, Titus chapter 3, 5 says, He saved us not by the righteous deeds we had done, but according to his mercy. I I can go on and on with these verses, but the point is that good works don't save you. Jesus dying on the cross is the thing that saves you. And trusting in his forgiveness is the thing that wipes your sins away. Now, everything that is otherwise said is a different religion. And now to the third point uh, that I want to make is this. The pride and humility that you see in the two men in the parable is not the cause of their salvation or condemnation. It is simply a characteristic of those who have faith and those who don't. Uh, Let me explain. The wrong way to read this parable is to think, look, well, the Pharisee goes to heaven... Obviously, because he's arrogant and proud and proud people go to hell. But the tax collector is so lowly and meek and humble and nice. And so that is why he goes to heaven. That is the wrong way to read the text. Because that is not what it's saying. The Pharisee wasn't condemned because he was proud. Rather, he was proud because he trusted in himself. In fact, that's how the parable begins. Listen to what verse 9 says. He, Jesus, told this parable to some who trusted in themselves... That they were righteous and treated others with contempt. So that self-righteousness and looking down on others, contempt for others are two sides of the same coin. If you think you can earn your way to heaven, you think you can be good enough, then you have no other choice but to be proud of yourself and by default look down on others. Because you've accomplished something, you're truly a better person than others. You have a reason to be proud. And just think of and remember how the Pharisee prayed. He says, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, uh, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes for all I get. The assurance of his salvation depends on how he measures up to the person next to him. And so his self-righteousness is inherently prideful. And unbelief causes pride. Now, on the other hand, you look at this poor tax collector who had such a poor reputation that people wouldn't even want to sit at the same table with him. And he says, and this is what it says about him. The tax collector standing far off wouldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven. But beat his chest saying, God, propitiate me, the sinner. Atone for me, the sinner. The first thing I want to point out here is that what exactly this man asked for. He's not asking for like some vague nebulous cloud of the mercy of God to descend upon him. Some translations will translate it as God be merciful to me, a sinner, or something like this. That is not what he says. He says, God, propitiate me. Atone me. Uh, the Greek word here is helaskomai, which is a very, very specific word. And it means to make atonement for it or to forgive. And this word means not just forgiveness, in a, like to zap it in me, but in a very specific way. In the Old Testament, that same word refers to one specific act. And it was the act when the high priest would take the blood of a sacrifice and splash it on the cover of the Ark of the Covenant. That's the same word he's using. So Leviticus 16, if you want to look, look that up, it talks about that, if you want to read more about it. So when you put this together, the poor man isn't just asking for something vague. Uh, he's asking this specifically. God, forgive me by covering my sins with the blood of a sacrifice. That's what he prays for. And God does it. Because he says, I tell you that this man went down to his house justified. And John chapter 2 says Jesus is the propitiation, the atonement for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. And now because this man's faith is not in himself, but in God, he doesn't look to himself, he finds nothing worthwhile there, and this... This is why he's so humble is because he has faith in the Lord and he knows his salvation doesn't depend upon him, but upon Jesus. So that's what Ephesians 2 is getting at when it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works. Therefore, no one may boast. There's no reason to be proud or be contemptuous or to look down on anyone. Because the reason you're a Christian, the reason heaven is given to you is not because you earned it, but it is a gift. So why would you be proud of something you didn't earn? In fact, St. Paul says it this way. He says, but far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. First Corinthians 131 says, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So. If you're going to be proud about something, you're proud of what the Lord has done for you. You're proud of the gospel. You rejoice in that. When you know you cannot save yourself and you have to depend on Jesus, then you have no reason to treat anyone with contempt or to look down on anyone. Your salvation doesn't depend upon you as a person. And so you don't need to be competitive or scornful. If you're going to be proud, be proud of the fact that God is gracious to sinners and that he gave his son unto death for us. Now, as I get ready to close, uh, remember this, that only few in this world make it to heaven. But those who do, do so not because they trusted in themselves, but because they trust only in the Lord. Those who do are there not because they were good enough, but because they asked for the blood of a sacrifice to cover them, the blood of Christ to be theirs. I've said nothing new. I've, in fact, I'm sure you already knew this entire story, everything I was going to say here, and you've heard it all before. But even if you have heard it and know it like the back of your hand, you need to hear it again again and again, and again, and again. And this is because day after day, your flesh and your mind and the world and the devil and, and your sinful heart are constantly trying to rip that out of your heart. It's constantly trying to take that out, to just look at yourself, to look at your own reputation, your, to, to somehow turn your eyes to yourself for the assurance of salvation. Every book, every movie, every philosopher, every thought, every religion is gonna teach you to look to yourself. That's what you're up against. But God doesn't want you to look there. He doesn't want you to look to your heart for salvation. He wants you to look to His. To His bleeding heart on the cross that dropped every, everything it had, every ounce of blood in it for you. When you look in your heart, you will find nothing, but uh, you won't find enough purity and enough holiness or enough good works. But in Jesus' heart, you will. And God tells you to look to him alone. Now, in the epistle lesson, uh, to close, uh, St. Paul says it this way. He says, don't look in your heart. Don't even consider how you feel right now. If you feel forgiven, or if you feel righteous, or if you feel good enough, for heaven, don't even consider that. Try, don't even, he doesn't even say try really hard or look to your own faith. He says this, hold fast to the word that I preach to you. And what is that word? That Christ has died for your sins in accordance with the scriptures. That he was buried and that he was raised on the third day. So that as long as we're alive, as long as we gather here, I will never stop preaching to you how sinful you and I truly are and how we deserve hell and eternal damnation. And I will also never stop preaching how Jesus gave all he had to save you from it with his own blood. This is the content of our preaching. Man as sinner and God as your Savior. So God be praised. This could be your very last Sunday. It could be your very last hour. Only God knows. But even if that is the case, you have no reason to be afraid because today you go home justified. Amen. Hear the words of the hymn we just sang. Salvation unto us has come by God's free grace and favor. Good works cannot avert our doom. They help and save us never. Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone who did for all the world atone. He is our one Redeemer. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding are your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.